Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the 920 show. Uh, we are back to a normal show this week. We've got Katie back on the mic. What's up, Katie? It's been a minute. What's it's up? It's been a minute. Yeah, you you were able to take off. Uh, we didn't do a recording last week, and I just did a quick little intro. Uh, we had a really long conversation with Jeff from Downtown Green Bay, Inc. Lots of cool stuff happening in Downtown Green Bay that he talked about last yeah, week. Yeah, definitely. Have you seen their pamphlet? <laughs> it is way too many pages, um, but you can always find something to do in that, and and if you enjoyed the conversation with uh, with Jeff, go ahead and follow all of Downtown Green Bay Inc. stuff on social media. They're super easy to uh, to find. So, Katie. I know. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks, I huh? feel like I've been running out the <laughs> cheek of my head. I'm not even kidding. Well, this, this 920 show can be your therapy session. We can just talk about all of it. Just get it. Just spill, spill out your, spill out your, uh, your, your frustrations and your, all the busyness into the mic oh and maybe gosh. make you feel better. Seriously, I had an insane weekend. Oh, um, yeah, you had. And last week was... Yeah. <laughs> wild it was like a whirlwind okay yeah. so well i was gone and through wednesday last week yeah. and i know you guys were i mean first of all um i didn't i didn't tell you this i did a guest appearance on a podcast at the at the at the show you're kidding yeah. i didn't know that yeah so i was on for about a half hour with the folks from m3 media Oh, okay. Uh, do you know you know Discover Wisconsin, right? Yes. Yeah, so they're like the Michigan version of Discover Wisconsin, and they were doing live podcasting from uh, from the trade show last week, and I was able to go on and talk to the Michiganders about about Green, Green Bay. Bay. Yeah, yeah. They were asking about the podcast. Of course, I plugged the nine two zero show. What's up? Right. <laughs> um. So, uh, but yeah, you had a you had a crazy week, crazy weekend. We are rolling through training camp actually yeah. before we get into that let me tease our guest real quick uh that we have coming on today we have another uh very very special guest uh for the people today it is the final week of training camp as we record this mm -hmm. the final public practice is tomorrow when this will come out uh so to wrap up kind of our training camp special we are sticking on kind of a packers personality theme uh, we have Corey Banky on the show today. I, uh, you were out of the office doing your whole moving thing, so I took care of the interview oh, myself. So You're welcome. <laughs> um, but Corey was great. He was so much fun to chat with. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Corey is a co-founder of Cheesehead TV. Um, it is the largest uh, fan account or fan-run account in uh, I believe in the NFL, he said. So they have a huge following. Crap, yeah, huge YouTube following, huge uh, Twitter following. So we're excited to uh, to talk with Corey. We talk about how he started Cheesehead TV. We talk about uh, his uh, his main gig, I guess. He uh, he owns a company called LiveX. Mm -hmm. They produce all sorts of live broadcasts, both online and over the air. Uh, for example, the New Year's Eve broadcast on ABC, New Year's yeah. Rockin' New yeah, Year's Eve. So he moved his company. He still has some offices in New York, and we'll get into this a little bit, but I think you'd find this interesting, Katie. Um, the broadcast for that comes through LiveX to do all the live production. So that means it gets sent from New York to Green Bay and then out to the world. For That's the yeah, wild. for the big ball drop, yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we talk a little bit about his company LiveX. We talk about Cheesehead TV. Of course, we talk about his house across the street from Lambeau Field. Like, yeah, no big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got one of the 
the houses in the Shadow Lane neighborhood, aka mm. the shadows of L- 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 Lambo. Yep. Uh, speaking of Lambo Field um, and training camp and everything going on, let's take a look back um, at our at our past couple weekends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're gonna just kind of gloss over two weeks ago because that is like way ancient history. I, don't remember. I feel like <laughs> I've lived a month since then. <laughs> I know, lived a lifetime since I then. Have. You're living in a different place. I am. <laughs> you're, you're in a whole new spot. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's fast forward. There was family night, which I do want to talk to you a little bit. You were able to go and get a bunch of photographs at the pre-family night yeah. stuff. How was that? That was insane. And it was so hot out. It was so hot that day. Um, and <clears throat> they had stuff literally from Oneida all the way up to the edge of Titletown. So like right, right before the Titletown Flats, there was stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Um, they had tons of you know kids activities they brought in jumpers and uh, there's bubbles everywhere and like all these different events and actually the ymca um i guess kind of hosts or like co-hosted it because they brought in a bunch of stuff and like i saw the pictures i saw a lot of children and a lot of bubbles yeah it was so cool (laughs) the bubbles were literally my favorite part um but Oh, night like uh, Lambo around Lambo had it was hopping. Yeah, it, it was, was it, like it definitely. So driving home from work that day, I left a little early because I was leaving for the, the I was yeah. leaving for Esto on Saturday, um, and then uh, um, I tried to get out of our parking lot yeah. and I had to go like up and around and it was definitely like game day feels mm-hmm. yeah, um, so was. that was cool well and the cool part about having title town now is that it brings people from lambo field yeah to like all the way up through oh, title town and like in through ash and like whatever else so it's yeah. nice that it's kind and of then like pulling people next like, year when this goes on and they're up through title town they'll be able to stop at the visitor center and exactly. explore the rest and of it just keeps going yeah of green bay <laughs> of you know the military ave district right. out to De Pere, all the way to algoma and exactly. and so on so um but we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna we're not gonna segment this out i think to this uh this week there's so much going on we're not going to segment like the yeah. timeline or our weekend recap so um i the, and i wanted to get to this um because i guess drop in the music right here give me a little timeline music we'll get back to the weekends <laughs> Nick, you're the sound guy i know i know you can do the post-production this week if you want i don't want to do it no okay fine then i'm gonna drop the music where i want to drop there the music go. and it's going to be right here we have a heck of a look back at the timeline because while we're on the topic of training camp we have to talk about aria yeah um if you didn't know we went viral this week (laughs) yeah yeah that that was last week Uh, last week last week it's been a whirlwind it's still going yeah it has been Um, a whirlwind so let's 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 give the people a little like background of how you go viral right yeah, exactly. um, so uh let's rewind uh hence the music that uh <laughs> you're done i know <laughs> uh let's rewind so the i think it was wednesday or thursday evening after yeah. dinner uh took a walk with my wife mm-hmm. uh around our neighborhood and then we're sitting out on our on our patio and she goes 
she goes, Nick, did you see this? Like, did I show you this? Our, uh, a friend of hers, a coworker of hers had posted on Facebook, uh, a bunch of photos and like three or four videos of her little daughter, um, had gotten a tea set right? And she's two years old. And her dad is a huge, huge Packer fan. Her mom is also a huge, huge Packer fan. Uh, She works with my wife at Wrightstown Elementary School. And so she shows me this post and I'm like, immediately yes <laughs> yes like <laughs> this is the cutest thing i ever i've ever seen it encapsulates it encapsulates so well of what green bay is oh yeah of what green bay is and the player and the fan interaction and mm-hmm. these you know big athletes yeah. <laughs> stopping for this little girl in her teacup it was just so cute so we messaged uh we messaged her mom i said hey do you mind if we share this on the discover green bay facebook which you know, Facebook, say what you will. It's, you know, not necessarily the place things go quote unquote viral these days. So, um, fast forward a little bit, it starts to get some traction on Facebook. I do a screen recording and pull one of the videos and put it on Twitter and that's where it starts. Yep. Um, so it's going crazy the next day on Twitter, like just insane. And I just did one of the videos. Mm -hmm. So then, I'm going to let you take it from here because this is where it even took a little step further. I, sh- I I said, Katie, this is going nuts. You, Katie, not wife, Katie, at work now. Yeah. This is going nuts. And you took it from there. Yeah. So when Nick, you know, started sharing. Well, and honestly, it was doing well on Facebook. Like it was performing pretty well. Oh, it was for, doing way, way better than a lot of our stuff. Yeah. yeah so but that's was, where it was like key. Like, right. okay, this is good like, content. This is how we know it's good content or whatever. So we, I actually like spliced up the videos and put them on to our TikTok and the sound was a little bit off so I added captions on it and whatever and um then I, that afternoon it like blew up and when I tell you that refreshing TikTok and just like seeing the numbers grow <laughs> is an ultimate dopamine hit I'm not lying and it is like I don't know but I think overall, like the comments were just amazing, and like the yeah. the reaction to it, and it was like, "I'm a Raiders fan, but after this, I'm uh, you right. know what I mean? like I and love the I, Packers." I've, right? I've even seen I I had even seen like not a football fan, but rooting for the Packers yeah. this year. Um, I'm officially a Packers fan yeah, now, yeah. and like there was a ton of them on there too that were commenting like, "This is exactly what Green Bay is," yeah, and this is you know the the whole video just encapsulates everything that Green Bay. And like the Packers and everything. So it's, tar- yeah, so it starts taking off and it does a great job of that. And you did a great job putting it out on, on TikTok and how you kind of formatted it and everything yeah. for that, that medium. If you want to get, you know, marketing, marketing nerdy yeah. <laughs> here, yeah. but that's not what we're here for. Then I'm just going to segue for you. Then the DM started to come yeah. in. And Nick was on an airplane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Might I add? I was at, what was I doing? It was Saturday. Uh, I don't know what I was doing, and, but and, I know Nick was on an airplane. And Aria's mom was on a beach on yes. vacation. Yes. <laughs> and I was like, all of a sudden I get a uh, DM from ESPN. And <laughs> when I tell you my jaw dropped, I'm not kidding. Um, but I screenshot and I knew Nick was going to be on an airplane. And I was like, I, kn- I this this would happen right when he's yep. in the air. And um, 
so I screenshotted it and I was like, please tell me you're not in the air right now. <laughs> I was. <laughs> and luckily it was a short flight. But yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, my flight was Green Bay to Chicago, Chicago, Chicago to Grand Rapids. So I was like total in the air for like 35 minutes. Yeah. So, so long story short, um, we messaged him back, whatever, got the, you know, approval got the rights okay back from and forth, the, whatever. We got so, the okay from her parents, of course. Yeah, exactly. That was the first thing. I was like, I need to make sure that this is cool with her before I do yeah. anything. But, um, and then more came and more. And I was just like, oh man, this is getting intense. It, <laughs> it, it triggered to me that this was going huge when I saw, um, and this was maybe a day after. So like I knew it was big. So, I mean, I think, you know, you and I are fairly good content professionals. Like mm-hmm. we, when we saw this, we were like, all right, this is going to do well. Yeah. Like we know, right. You know, this is, this is, you know, an 85 mile an hour fastball right down the middle. Like, yeah. Off. Right. It'll, we knew it would go, but not, not to the level that like it did. This. It's almost at 2 million views. And the part where I was like, okay, this is not regional. This is not national. This is international is NFL Mexico. The yeah. official account took your video translated the captions and put it back out to their like 27 million followers and i'm just Mm -hmm. thinking from like a tourism perspective like yeah this everyone is seeing what it's like to come to green bay during training camp and how our team and our community you know interact Mm -hmm. because the packers they do a wonderful job of marketing uh, and and um and content and stuff like that but they have you know they have a lot of things that going on it's our job at discover green bay to showcase the behind the the scenes scenes, how the community interacts with Mm -hmm. one of our biggest tourist attractions and also obviously like what else to do around town when people come for for games or for whatever reason and this is just a tipping point you know for our for us to be able to showcase like that just little moment was so cool and then it bursts outside of the sports bubble. Yeah. So I, funny story, we were sending, like, obviously we have a team's chat with like all of our people in yeah. our organization. And we were, I was sending, you know, updates as we had been growing followers and growing views and whatever. And the, one of the ladies who work here, she was like, um, who wants to take bets? It's going to be on uh, Good Morning America. Mm-hmm. And, then it was on Good Morning America. Yeah, it was crazy. And I was like, holy crap. Like, this is insane. All right. So we'll put a bow on this because I'm sure everyone's seen it. And we're super proud of, obviously, the content we put out. And that yeah. was one of our big, our biggest piece of content ever. That was the biggest piece of content mm-hmm. in my career. And I've been in marketing and, and social media yeah. for and public relations for a while. Um, I want to just put a little bow on this for everyone. Um, the parents weren't... Uh, left out of this no. obviously we're, no. we're dealing with a two-year-old child we had communication with them throughout they were unbelievably gracious yeah. and open um so thank you to them and you know brands can't monetize on social media like a personal account can like mm-hmm. brands just aren't you know it's not part of the creator funds yeah. nothing like that um so luckily on facebook because she was posting like tag us and all the stuff you see this is going yep. crazy that sort of thing somebody said hey you should reach out to this company and kind of get an, an agent to kind of monitor all these requests and things like that mm-hmm. and she was actually able to monetize the views on the video and i have no idea 
you know any details around this but i do know that she told me they were able to to put away a little bit of money for for a, 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 a co- in her college fund from the video views which, which is, is like my favorite uh, part of the story. i know and i like i said i not, i'm not going to ask how much i don't really you know yeah. ultimately care that much but i just thought it was a really neat little bow to put on top of this and another thing i just want to say before we move on from this topic is um you know so many times when people go viral or there's something like this mm-hmm. people dig into their you know these people's history and whatever yeah. this family is incredible like yeah. she's a 4k teacher she like and it's a two-year-old and it's a two-year-old little girl like this couldn't have it was it was so much fun it was on the front page of the green bay press gazette it was was crazy so um so that was a fun little bit of news out of the discover green bay office uh that maybe we thought our listeners would want to hear a little bit about um if you haven't seen it go watch it. if you haven't seen yeah discover heartwarming at discover green bay it's uh it's right on our tiktok you can't miss it otherwise you can go to our facebook or our uh, Instagram, or exactly. Twitter, or Good Morning or just America. Google it. Just Google <laughs> yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so thank you to to Aria's family. Um, it was just really cool to be able to showcase a yeah. little behind the scenes. So, um, that's kind of uh, the from the timeline section. Yeah. Let's look back into our weekends a little bit uh, because I know we both had really fun weekends. I'm going to actually start this time because I think yours was a little bit more interesting. <laughs> Um, you know, there's kind of been a theme on this podcast. Our siblings are getting married. I know. It's what wild. Is going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so like I mentioned, I was at, uh, I was at Esto, uh, uh, a travel and tourism conference in Grand Rapids last week. Super fun. Uh, Grand Rapids is a really cool city. A lot of things I think Green Bay can learn from Grand Rapids mm-hmm. um, as we develop and grow. Uh, some really cool stuff to check out, but also like going kind of tying those two things together. We were featured in a TikTok masterclass with the head. Yeah, <laughs> in our one of the party sessions. TikTok was yeah. the session. Nick so. texted me. He's like, no way. I was like, no way. Yeah. And Katie, Katie ditched out on this conference because she had to do some stuff. Yeah. Um, and take care of some things here at home, but that's okay. She would have been with, and she yeah. was like, "Oh my god, I wish I was I'm there." Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so I uh, I was fortunate enough. I took Friday off because I was gone. Yeah. And uh, we made our way to the beautiful coastal town of Algoma, mm-hmm. and you I've know, never seen kite dancing before, Nick. How cool was that? I was like, I had no idea. Yeah. How does he do that? They were and Katie. I am not messing around when I tell you. We got there at around 1230-ish or so, and we were on the beach until 430 or so. Yeah. And they did not stop until maybe 345, 4 o'clock. Really? They had these kites going. They were playing with the people on the thing. And so we anyway, we pull up to the beach, right? And the kite guys are there. They're doing their thing. They yeah. have three of these coats. They're landing them on top of on top of like trucks. Your kids. <laughs> they were laying him on top of my kid and he hears the funny thing we were just enjoying like a really nice peaceful day on the beach and both my wife and i were like if they come over here with that <laughs> goddamn kite i'm gonna lose it like, and then so i was like you know the kids were playing or whatever i was like i'm gonna take a little nap on the beach yeah and then they like started to like mess with me while i was trying to nap <laughs> and then it wasn't as funny. i was like i'm going to tear this kite up but it was probably like a thousand dollar kite probably they were doing like 540 spins they had like choreographed dances in the oh air where gosh. they were making shapes like butterflies and all this That's stuff crazy. It was super cool. And I should mention they were there and I had forgotten that Shanty Days in Algoma was this past weekend. Oh, yep. That's why there was so much stuff going on. They had it all Mm -hmm. kind of blocked off and 
it's a super fun little you know small town carnival type feel bouncy houses beer tents brat tents Mm -hmm. you know the whole the whole wisconsin the whole, the whole thing the whole thing you know it was the the brats there and they had the they had the beers there and the corn <laughs> <laughs> it was just a heck of a time in algoma <laughs> i just you know i pushed right by i said oh i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm just looking to get me a, a beer here <laughs> i can't do it oh my gosh okay anyway anyway it didn't feel like i don't know i sent you some pictures and stuff and i put i put some on uh on the discover green bay page like every time i go there i forget it's like you're at a beach on like the atlantic ocean they were you're just looking out over the horizon we walked out um on the breakwater to the lighthouse Mm -hmm. which was super fun uh the lighthouse is absolutely stunning we walked uh we walked the marina a little bit there was all the boats parked there um then of course we had to go to Anape. I was gonna say, did you go to Anape or no? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and their merch was. So, oh, I should have. I I did not Nick, pull the trigger. I love merch. I did not pull the trigger, and that's one cool thing about our job. Like, I could just rock brewery, like right. local brewery t-shirts to work every day. But I didn't pull the trigger. I'm so mad at myself, and I just keep telling myself that means I'll have to go back. Yeah. yeah. yeah for sure. Um. So. Uh. So that was. Um. That was pretty much uh, our weekend. The beach was stunning. I thought the water would be cold. My kids were in it for like three hours straight. Really? Yeah. Was the, the water wasn't that bad. Was it wasn't it bad horrible. for you? Because kids are kids are ruthless. Yeah. I um I I went in toes deep. Um, you know, splashed <laughs> yeah. around with the kids a little bit, and actually, it wasn't it wasn't the water that stopped me from going in. I was just re- I had my book because yeah. I always get a book when I go on the plane. When yeah. I go on planes, I was I had my book. I was reading. My wife and I were, were, doing, were just were chatting and uh, we brought the lacrosse sticks. We played lacrosse oh, on the beach. Oh, that was fun. Yeah, it was very cool. Um, then uh, then Sunday, well, Saturday was just, you know, kind of chilled didn't do much. Mm-hmm. Um, got some stuff done around the house. Uh, oh, I built some really cool shelves. I'll have to show you a picture. I saw it in your Be Real. Did you? Yeah, that yes. was what your Be Real yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was building those. They're just like floating shelves. Totally my wife's idea. She comes up with all the ideas. I just that's follow. I follow directions. Yeah, that's a good idea. That's it. And they, she found these cool little uh, floating shelf things on Amazon. They're uh-huh. just like a, a half inch circle, and you just post them on yep. the studs, and mm-hmm. it looks like the shelves are just like floating there. They're mm-hmm. very cool. Yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, got the wood at Menards. <laughs> <laughs> My new balances in the new balances. It's uh, the fact that you probably were wearing the New Balances. Uh, no, I was wearing my Hey Dudes. Oh, I, the, the New Balances Bal- are are just for special ultra dad occasions. <laughs> oh no! Uh, um, but then uh, Sunday went to a uh, went to my buddy's uh, my buddy and his fiance's baby shower. Everybody's so sh- getting married, having babies. Everyone's getting married, having babies. Shout out to Joe and Aaron. Congratulations on your on your little one. It was a great party. Uh, got to see. What are they having? A girl. Oh, mm-hmm. for them. A little girl, yeah. And it was a, uh, it was a great, it was a great party. We had a ton of fun. Got to see some friends I haven't seen in a long time. Of course, did the traditional Wisconsin mm-hmm. uh, potluck type thing, and yep. and there was the brats and the ham burgers. Roll ups or nothing. There was there was ham roll ups. There was ham roll ups. <laughs> <laughs> too. <laughs> All right, so that is a great transition. I've taken enough time on. <laughs> we caught. There was way too much there, because uh, Katie went on a and she wrote it. I'm going to just 
give you a little bit of plug because you always forget to do this. Katie wrote a great blog about this that she'll go over on the podcast. But if you want to read more, uh, greenbay.com yeah, slash blog. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. So, Bachelorette my, shower. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> let's start with Wednesday. Oh, boy. Wednesday, I did the Pilot Smith thing. Oh, I forgot about that. You need to talk it about it. It was an you insane to, week. Yeah. You flew a plane. I, I passengered a plane. Oh, I thought you flew it. Friend flew it. Um, so he flew the plane. Um, <laughs> Are we just going with friend? <laughs> on the podcast, sure. Okay. Anyways, um, so he flew the plane and that was so fun. They do like a little introductory thing and then you literally fly the plane from the... You, you're riding on the same... Like, what is that called? Runway. Runway. As like the jet planes from Delta. In, at the Green Bay Airport. It's wild. So anyways, you get up in the air. You're up in there for like 30, 45 minutes, whatever. Just flying around Green Bay. I took pictures. It was insane. 10 out of 10 recommend. It was like a little, like a discovery. Pilot plane. Smith, right? That's what it's yes. called? Pilot Smith? Okay. Yes. And they, Why didn't you fly? Um, Because I was scared. <laughs> 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 but literally the only thing that Deacon did not do was land the plane. I mean, friend. The only thing he did not do was Do you want me to bleep plane. that? Do you want <laughs> me to okay. bleep that in post? It's fine. No? It okay. Matter. All right. It's cool, the only cool, thing cool. he did not do was land the plane. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if that guy, if he would have had a heart attack, I could have landed it. I was like, <laughs> oh my goodness. That is, that You're is getting such, out of yourself. <laughs> that is such a 20-something-year-old guy attitude. Because <laughs> I'm 34 now and I would be like, yeah, I don't want to do that. <laughs> but when I was 20, I would have been like, I kind of hope this guy passes out. <laughs> Yeah, so. the unfounded confidence. Yeah, exactly. So, anyways, it was basically it's like a, a school to learn to become a pilot. Yeah, but they do these. But they do these yeah. discovery flights, so you can like test out if like maybe that's something that you're interested in, or you so, just want to have fun, or you just want to have fun. Yeah. So, anyways, we did that. It was insane. Literally, the plane was like riding in a Cadillac. The inside of it was like suede. All the fancy. Did it have beads on the seats like old school taxi? No. Um, <laughs> you probably don't even know what nope, I'm not a clue. <laughs> um, But literally, it was like a Cadillac in the air. Okay, moving on. Wait, no, no, no. I have questions here. Okay, I have questions. What's the, what's so, question? Cadillac in the air, like, I picture somebody flying who's like friend mm-hmm. right, with right. no experience. Yeah. Like, was it bumpy? Was it okay, rocky? So like, was it, were, were you scared for your life at any a point? Little. Um, no. The thing that I was thinking okay t- he like operates machinery like on the ground with ha- which had like the same which had like the same like toggles i would assume <laughs> stop laughing i'm serious i don't think driving an excavator is like I driving think it is. an airplane <laughs> so that's what i kept telling myself was that he'd be able to handle it because it is too like the same kind of like what do they call that joystick joystick yeah it w- it's literally the exact same and it's not the same though Katie. <laughs> and there's an instructor who also can take control so yeah, so it's like driver's ed when the when the when yeah. when, the, when the guy has a break on yeah. the other side yeah so anyways but he flew pr- the, the majority of it except for when we were landing because he wouldn't let him land so rude no just kidding <laughs> Um, anyways. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but no, when you are right below the clouds, it's super bumpy and like super turbulent. Just mm-hmm. in general. Like that's just So uh, did you get to pick like what you got to go over? We, or did you, you just, just ha- go like Okay. Did you around. get to go over Lambo? 
Yeah. Nice. Did you get to go over your house, like yes. where you live? Yes. Very cool. Yeah. So you, I saw like every. It was super cool. Um, and they, I forget what we were talking about now. Oh, the inside of the plane. If you ever felt like you were gonna die. Um, and also because it's a new plane, the whole, entire plane has a parachute. What? Yeah. Isn't that insane? So he just pulls a lever and the entire like back of the plane lets off a huge parachute and it just parachutes you to the ground if something were to happen. Yeah. I I don't, yeah, I don't need to, yeah, no, no, thank you. The technology (laughs) in the plane was insane. Yeah, I would imagine. So anyways, it was super cool and 10 out of 10 recommend. All right. Uh, Okay. So moving on, we have a big week ahead. Then I moved that (laughs) afternoon. I moved all my stuff that afternoon. He, anyways. I moved and <laughs> you can this, I'm, remember at the beginning of the show when I said just you you seem very stressed you can just use this as therapy had, to get it all out I bought an island on Amazon you can just buy an island yeah like a kitchen island I, thank you <laughs> thank you like, I thought those were like built into your house well, Whoa. They you just excited. pulled a nick you knocked your mic let's go um Anyways, they they should be something that you have to, you know, get installed. What? But I ended up, Deacon put it all together. So it was like, it was literally every single. Good to have friends. I know. Every single piece. There was not one piece that was put together. And there was like over a thousand pieces in this box. Long story short. Okay. That's done. So you moved. I moved. I moved. Got moved in. All good to go. Went to the dog park. Enjoyed it. Weather was great. Then Saturday. What dog park? The dog park at my apartment. Oh. I know. Well, that's fun. I know. Shout out to Howard. Yeah. You really went off on that one. I guess so. Um. Okay, so Saturday, right? This is where it gets fun. This is where it gets juicy. Saturday morning. <laughs> For those of you just listening and not watching, I just I just sat back, crossed my legs, and I'm ready to go on an adventure. Imaginary seatbelt, click. All right. Here we go. The floor is yours. Um. Okay, so I made charcuterie um charcuterie cups in the morning. You know you could have just went to Bountiful Boards. I know. I know I could have. But I, I made them in the little cups. I did the thing. I tried to be crafty. Whatever. Well, did you know that it was pouring rain on Saturday? And my cups were cardboard. And so that sucked. And I realized that I did not buy tinfoil or saran wrap when I moved. So I walk outside with these charcuterie cups full of fruit and cheese and looked all pretty. And it was pouring rain. And um, just super unfortunate. It didn't ruin them, but it just made me in a bad mood. So then moving on, I get to my mom's house with my dog because my dog was staying at my mom's. The dog runs away. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Whatever. We find the dog, get the dog back. Then it's still pouring rain. I have to transport everything back to the, we have to, we're going to the hotel. It's two o'clock. And I had to go by, had to go to TJ Maxx to get a new outfit because it was pouring rain and my other outfit was for if it was like really hot out. I digress. Um, then we went to the hotel. What hotel? North, Hotel Northland. Mm. And let me tell Fancy. you, when I walked in, I was like, oh, I was like, finally, I'm here. Because <laughs> it had been a tumultuous morning. Um, but the staff there was so nice. And Michael came up to me and he's like, hey, how are you? Like, whatever. He made sure everything was all good to go. Um, and yeah, he was just a sweetheart when we walked in. Um, we got everything all set up, decorated for the bachelorette party. And um, 
actually the staff helped us like take everything out of the vehicle and get all loaded they're in. They're the best over they there. Are. They're so sweet. Yeah. And there was a wedding going on and I was like, oh, how are you still guys, gave like, you guys that time paying this much attention to yeah. like whatever? So I was like, love that. Okay. Moving on. <clears throat> then we went to for Did you get like nice rooms? Or did Oh yeah. You? Yeah. Yeah, they were very nice. Yeah. Um our bath our our hotel room was one and a half bath. So there was a full bathroom. So what is that? One and a half, that means there's just like a little powder room, yes, as they would say? in a hotel room. That's crazy. I was shook. That's crazy. I walked in and I That's was like... very nice. I walked in and I like only saw the powder room first and I was like, wait a minute. Where's the shower? Where's the shower? <laughs> <laughs> Come to find out, I needed to go back into the actual bedroom. Anyways, moving on. Then we walked to... Or no, we didn't walk. We went to Keggers because that is where the Foxy Peddler goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Foxy Peddler... Love Keggers, by the way. Yes. Great spot. Yes. So they got us all squared away at Keggers, mm-hmm. got us all checked in, signed our waivers, which and is an epic name. Yes, it's right? so cool. Yeah. Um and then we got all of our, you know, beverages that we wanted on the Foxy Peddler. Um they put it in like a little cooler thing, whatever. If you don't know, the Foxy Peddler is a pedal powered party don't know, bike. No, you know. Yeah. It's a pedal powered party bike. Mm-hmm. But we tested that theory. It does Don't move. Don't it beep. It does move beep. without pedaling. I'm beeping that. <laughs> timestamp. Give me a timestamp. No, it does not. Um. Anyways, and it was so fun. They took us to three different bars. So you can choose to go down to the Broadway district or you can go to the downtown district and go through like the different um bars on each on either side of the bridge. Whatever. We chose the Broadway district. We went to Richard Craniums, Cropsies, and Rum Runners. And they, you have like 15 minutes at each bar, grab a drink, take a picture, whatever you want to do. And then after all three are done, you circle back and he drops you back off at Kegers. Nice. Yeah. So, sorry, I'm going through this quickly. Um, You're good. Then we, after that, we went back to Hotel Northland, got ready, like got cute clothes on, whatever. Um, and then had dinner at Coco's. Yum. It was so good. So fire. What'd you get? Um, I got the Godzilla. And my sister, like, pretty much everybody got the bomb, whatever. It was Those so are good. I iconic. like the bomb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after, also, we were in like a little private room, which was so cool. At Coco's? Yeah. Oh, nice. Like, at the, like they had it at the old one a little bit, but at the new one, they have like seriously just That's like the one right over here by Lambo, right? Yeah. Yeah. Just like a little like secluded um, room for parties, which was neat. Um, they knew they had to put you guys. <laughs> Maybe feel exclusive. <laughs> no, they did that for the good of their own customers. They were like, bachelorette party, get want, them in yeah, the back. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so anyways, after that, then we went back to the hotel. We also got a limo, which was really cool. Where'd you get the limo from? I have no idea. I didn't ask my sister. My sister ordered it. Oh, you, okay. Well, look, sounds like you failed as the planner if I you're know. if the bride is ordering her own limo. We, no, my I have three sisters. Oh, yeah um sorry but <laughs> anyways <laughs> um so we weren't gonna do a limo and then that morning it was pouring rain and we were like okay well we yeah. need a limo now um, good thing you could find one on that short notice that's awesome that's what i said yeah i would plug them if i knew who it was but i don't shout out random limo company yeah shout out to them um then we went to the limo just brought us to oh they the stadium bars we went to yep. the stadium view first and then we went downtown um to black saddle kittners stirrups all of them and then back to the hotel and we just walked back to the hotel yeah because hotel northland is right there literally. in the center of everything literally yeah. it was so fun it was 
intense. Um, there's a lot going on. Busy, yeah. busy weekend, but yeah. super fun. I can imagine. So, uh, go ahead. Go Sunday on. morning. Oh, there's more. All right. There's more to be let's told. Let's go because we do have to wrap up here yes. pretty quick. So let's, yeah, give us your Sunday because I saw the pictures of those freaking Bloody Marys and I need yes. to know more. Sunday morning, we went to the creamery. Amazing, iconic, 10 out of 10 recommend. Views of the city deck, Fox River, all the things. Mm-hmm. That was from the creamery, you said? Yes. Ooh. And it's just like total brunch vibes and amazing. What'd you get Bloody to eat? Marys. An omelet. Oh, okay. But yeah, it was super good. Mm, nice. Yeah. And there looked like there was enough food in that Bloody Mary to keep I know, right? filled up anyway. Like, this is my breakfast right here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there was like, ba- you got to go to her blog and check it out because there's pictures of this yeah. whole The whole day. There's ordeal? pictures. Yes. It was ordeal <laughs> event. Experience? It was a whole thing. <laughs> so it's all on there. So greenbay.com backslash blog. Yes. And it should be the top pin blog right now. Yep. Yeah. So check that out. And again, I just like the Hotel Northland, what I read about Hotel Northland, like, wow, I, how they took care of you. And then amazing. like one thing I wanted to just kind of come back to on the Hotel Northland thing that I thought was really good in your in your blog was like the history of it. I honestly. OK, so I've never been there before. And when I walked it's in, rare, there's rare opportunity. Like I had this with my sister's wedding and staying at the Tundra Lodge. Like yeah. we're in the hospitality industry in Green Bay, but like, when do you ever need to stay in a hotel in your right. own, exactly. in your own backyard? Right. So these opportunities are very cool. Yeah. So I, when I was like walking through, um, the hallways, so mm-hmm. it's completely updated. The hotel is brand new. Updated, but they like brought back elements yeah. so if you don't know hotel northland is one of the oldest hotels in green bay um from 19 yeah. yeah 1924 yep um so they had and impec- i imagine this place in the tw- in the roaring 20s yes like i know <laughs> just... and they um so if the packers started in 1919 mm-hmm. and they would stay at hotel northland um when it opened in 1924 obviously um which is a really cool little piece of history if you didn't know that yeah who's walked and, those halls yeah like exactly and it's neat to see they have like artifacts um, framed and whatever shadow boxes all throughout the halls of Hotel Northland. And it is just kind of brings you back in time to be like, whoa, mm-hmm. like imagine whoa. the people who have been here and like seen Green Bay from literally like what it was in 1924 yeah. compared to now. Yeah. So it's just super cool. 10 out of 10 recommend. Awesome. Well, that is. Yeah. A busy <laughs> weekend, Nick. So how'd you feel on Sunday morning? <laughs> I'm still recouping, if you're wondering. You are not old enough to have multi-day hangovers yet. I know. <laughs> I know. That is reserved for over 30. I know. I feel like I feel like I live like six years in the last <laughs> four days. I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. So anyways, but it was a great weekend overall. So. All right. Well, uh, well, we'll wrap up there because I, I know, um, you know, especially the uh, the Cheesehead TV fans that are listening into this episode uh, want to hear a little backstory from Corey mm-hmm. uh, about how uh, how he started Cheesehead TV, more about him as a, as a person because he's, he's really a fascinating individual um one of those guys that you talk to and you just feel like really inspired Mm -hmm. after because always our conversations i feel like yeah we have some great guests like oh my god because he's just he's one of those like entrepreneur yeah like uh, like serial entrepreneur guys where he is just like hustle 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 and like he you know i i don't know if i have that in me or not probably not since i'm 34 and haven't haven't done it but i do have a reverence for mm-hmm. those people yeah. who were able to you know lay it all on the table and take a risk and do something they're 
you know, really, really passionate about. Um, and, and he's definitely one of those people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so we will send you over to our, uh, our conversation with Corey, uh, Corey Banky from Cheesehead TV and LiveX. And then on the, uh, the other side, we will take a look at, what would it be? August... 20th, 20th? Yep. the weekend of August 20th. We're counting them down till the end of oh summer. Before we get to the interview with, with Corey quick, I wanted to run a quick idea by you live. Okay? okay. I think we need to do a full summer recap. Episode? Episode. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. So we, we just. We should blog about that too. We just, oh, we could. So we, like, I think we just maybe, TikTok. maybe bring in a third chair guest. Okay. Or a third chair host. So not we hit any, all the dots? So yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we go through each month mm-hmm. and we just talk about like our favorite few things from each month that we did for yeah. the summer and just do like a full like summer so, recap like, massive episode. draft we'll bring back the draft oh yeah oh that's a great idea yeah. all right yeah so we bring cool. back we bring back a, we do a massive draft we maybe have one or two guest chairs sit in yep. we go through each month like five rounds and draft like your favorite thing that you did like experience yeah. that you had this this summer because it is such a uh, you know, a great season for things to do. Yep. And then we'll look forward to fall. Yep. Football. Football. Anyway. All right. All right. Well, we'll uh, here is here is Corey Banky, uh interview with just me. Thanks for leaving me high and dry. Uh, <laughs> you always do the interviews. <laughs> You've done them with... Uh, you're right. Um, anyway, Corey Banky on the other side. Uh, look ahead to the events and then we will get you on your way. Sayonara. Adios. Hello and welcome to the 920 Show uh, special guest section. And uh, today we have a very, very special guest as we are uh, wrapping up the training camp uh, special of the 920 Show where we're bringing in uh, Packers and Packers personalities to, to chat about all things Green Bay outside of the Packers, which we know a ton of you are here for. Uh, this guest uh, joins us from uh, Cheesehead TV and he is the owner of LiveX. It is Corey Banky. So welcome to the show, Corey. Well, I guess I'm a Packer personality. Yeah. Thanks for I welcoming me. I would say me. so. Are you yeah. kidding me? Cheesehead well, TV? Well, it was really hilarious. And I know I did, uh, uh, the UPS driver across the street, I was walking here from my house. Yeah. And uh, and he goes, Banky! <laughs> if, you're getting, if you're getting called in the street, you're a Packers personality. That's just how it goes. I don't make the rules. <laughs> That's fantastic. So, yeah, it was. That's fantastic. So, um Wrapping up training camp, I want to get your thoughts on the team just real quick because we had so we had um, we had AJ, nice. Uh, we had Pat O'Donnell, the, nice. the Packers punter. Yep. Um, and uh, we we talked to them before training camp because the their their agent was like, hey, once they get into training camp, like they don't want to be distracted. Like yeah. that's four weeks of, you know, no media stuff like that. So we didn't really get to talk to them too much about the team. So. Have you guys been out to training camp? What have you seen? Do you like where they're looking, where they're going? Yeah. So my co-founder, Aaron Nagler, obviously this last two weeks has been at every training camp. He just left came went back to New York uh, uh, today. Um, so training camp has been really fun. We had a nice little beat writer, uh, beat reporter every year. We look forward to the beat reporter cocktail hour at my house, which is really nice. Oh, fun. Yeah. It's like where they can all talk without, you know, anybody knowing what's going on. Right. Social media, social media shutdowns. Yeah. Do you have a, do you have like a little phone drop at the door? 
Like, no, uh, we're all like professionals. Dave, like Dave we're all professionals. No, it's just if you if you tweet anything or you think anything we deem not professional, then you're just not invited back next year. So that's a fair game to play. <laughs> I like that. But uh, speaking of Pat O'Donnell, I was at the um, uh, Donald Driver softball softball charity game. Yeah, and uh, he. Uh, he was there and I was like on Twitter, I was like, who's Pat O'Donnell? And I was like, of course it's the punter because notoriously people know that I, I don't care about special teams. Yeah, Although this yeah. year with our new coach, our special team should be a lot Rich better. Bisaccia. Rich Bisaccia. And he's got the whole, I love how uh, Aaron had this tweet. Uh, it was like the second practice. And uh, I guess Amari Rogers called for a fair catch and Bisaccia was like, we don't, I don't want no effing fair catch. <laughs> and you're like, okay, we got a good special teams guy now. Yeah. But, um, no, uh, the Packers, you know, look, are we going to shore? Nobody wants to talk about shoring up the offensive line right now. Last two playoff games, probably David Bakhtiari's in any of those games. We probably mm-hmm. win those games. Yep. Uh, so have we shored that up? Have we gotten anybody? No, I'm worried about that. Um, but I just tweeted that today. But the defense, oh, my God, we might have uh, one of the best defenses we've ever had in my lifetime. I, I mean, can't remember the last time we right had now. some middle linebackers. It's incredible. Come it's on. Like, all it's of crazy. a sudden, the Packers care about linebackers. Yeah. It's great. And the offense, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, everybody was talking about, oh, he doesn't have enough wide receiver weapons. And, you know, Romeo Dobbs. He's this, looking sick. Woo, he's made, a, he's he's made the so many yeah. There's always, every year, there's one guy, and everybody thinks that's a guy. Now, like... 20% of the time, he becomes the guy that year, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the guys. But between him, I mean, they're, Amari Rogers is going to have a really good year this year. Christian Watson is probably going to have a really good year yeah. this year. And, you know, Alan Lazard, number one wide receiver. It's So it's like th- there's so many great things about the Packers uh, yeah. this season that, you know, I feel like we – I always say this on our podcast that we just take for granted that we don't even realize how beautiful it is. But June, July, and August in Green Bay, Wisconsin – it's heaven. Oh yeah, that I was just going to transition. Have you have you gotten out to to training camp yourself much yet? So I notoriously do not go to practice. Okay. Yeah, I'm but, like the Chris Hovel of Cheese TV. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who know, yeah, they know, you know, right? If you know, you know. Yeah. So I don't actually go. That's I don't. Awesome. But I don't talk about it, right? But but um, you know, uh, Aaron goes for us. I I just love the vibe. I was. I that's love, what I was going to ask. About. I love like being around yeah. the stadium. I love like having events. Like you know, we'll have events at our house, and it's just fun. It's just a great mm-hmm. time. Like even the soccer game was so great. Did you go? I did not go. My my my. I had forty people at my house, and nice. you know, here's what's funny about me is I don't. Since I've gotten my house across the street from Lambo, which is like 2015, I don't go to games. I go to the playoffs. So I hold out for the playoffs because here's the thing, like for the longest time in my whole life, I had extreme FOMO. And so I felt like the FOMO came from, I needed to go to the game. Right. And then once I had the house, it's just like, just being around the field Mm -hmm. and being around everything is okay. I think that's, I think that is something that a lot of visitors to green Bay don't really realize that like, if you don't have tickets, it's like fine. still come. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. still come. No, I know it's a ton of people. Whole, they, whole yeah, they come for stadium view. They mm-hmm. they they go to Krolls. They go, yeah. you know, to uh, in Titletown. And Titletown's got, has got everything going on. No, it's incredible. Yeah, like, the experience itself uh, is, is really fun. And you know, being in Lambeau, there's nothing like being inside Lambeau Field. Let's be real. And like I still, you know, you you walk down. It doesn't matter where you are. Whether you're up on row sixty, you're in the four hundreds, wherever mm-hmm. you are, you walk out. 
some kind of hallway and yeah. you always get that feeling of yes. like oh my god the lambo reveals itself yes. to you and it's it's incredible it's like opening an oyster yeah it's i mean it's it's very very cool so of course go to the game but uh, you know you don't have to go to get the get the entire game day experience it's funny uh, the the my wife uh has been to a lot of packer games okay and she's not the biggest fan like she goes because it's fun and you know sometimes we have friends come into town and that and that sort of thing we even with the weather delays after the soccer game she was like i think i'm a soccer fan she's like i like that she's like they don't stop playing i was like that's fair i guess i mean nonstop action and what i don't know what if she realized this or not i don't really know how much she follows soccer we don't talk about it that much in our house but those were two of like the best teams in the world yeah exactly (laughs) well and i was hoping i i think we got a little bit of it i was really hoping there would be like a larger european contingent it tended to be like i felt like it was like 25 percent europeans and then like 75 percent americans who love premier league definitely like from the midwest and other places yeah but regardless you know, I was at when I first bought my house. I was at uh, I we had the LSU Wisconsin game, and I, and it literally was that weekend when I closed on the house. Oh, really? And what a kickoff! And I'm in the living room, okay, which is does not face Lambo, and the the sound of the crowd for that game was so crazy. And I was like, is this how Packer games are? And it's not. Mm-mm. Like, college kids, you know, yeah, they're, they're a lot little, louder little and a lot rowdier. rowdier. Yeah. And uh, the soccer game really felt like that. Uh, sorry, football game. The football, football. the football game really yeah. felt like that. I mean, you know, I got, I always have bones to pick. I want, I want it all, right? I want a concert and I want a soccer yeah. game. And I want, you know, I'm like, why can't we have all the things, right? Yeah. But, um, you know, Billy Joel concert was amazing. Elton John, like, those extra things at Lambo, they they really make Lambo even mm-hmm. more special. So you talked about your house uh, that you bought in in uh, right across the street from Lambo. You're in the um, in the the what I like to call the fence district. Where <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? <laughs> well, that's what I call it. Yeah. Which I like to call it, you know Shadow Lane, the shadows yeah. of Lambo. Yes, exactly. Um, so tell us a little bit just um, how you came to to make the decision to purchase that house and to, to move to green Bay. Cause you're, you're, you, you have ties to green Bay, but you're not yeah, so, from green Bay. Yeah. So I was born here, but, um, and I was born at St. Vincent's hospital. It's the only Shout time. Shout out me too. Yep. So it was the only time. St. Vincent crew. I just want to, I just want to say this right now though. The West side is the best side. <laughs> so the only shame I have about St. Vincent's is yeah. that it is on the East side. That's so fair. I wasn't That's born fair. on the West side of green Bay, which I, I do have a little bit of problem for myself with and my mother. I had one of each. My daughters, one was born at Vinny's, one was born at St. Mary's. So nice. I got the balance. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. I mean, I got to give it up to my brilliant obstetrician because <laughs> because he was the one that was like, oh, he, he had a residency and St. Yeah. Vincent's, right? So I can always say for the rest of my life, I was born in Group A, Wisconsin, nice. right? But never really lived here. But my grandfather, my grandpa Banky, a lot of my, many of my grandparents were big fans, but my, my grandpa Banky was a huge fan. He, he actually saw the Packers as a season ticket holder before the World War II, then came back from oh, the Wow, so he yeah. was like a season ticket holder at City Stadium over by East High School. 100%. Which, by the way, we should say I don't say that much, that this uh, this that often on this show. If you are in Green Bay, you have to go check out oh, City yeah. Field. It's well, so gotta, cool. Yeah, you got to you got to do the Heritage Trail. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, one of the one of the first things I ever did was Heritage Trail. It's yeah. amazing. It's, it's super it's cool. So much history. Did you do it on the trolley? Um, no, I didn't do it on the trolley. I actually went by myself. I took the I took the map. Yeah, you know, and the one through like. I guess it's like 23 or something. I can't remember, 15. I can't remember something how many there. Are. Yeah. But I just went 
one, two, three, four, five. Very six. cool. And I was just like, oh. And then I had um, at the time Cliff Cliff, uh, Cliff Crystal's book wasn't out. I had um, I had a Larry. I don't want to even say it, but I had a, a different. No, I had a, a different historical Green Bay book, and it was fun because I would go in the index and then I would find the place and then I'd look yeah. at what what was the history like Hagemeister. Oh, this is where Hagemeister Park, Park was. And, and what does Hagemeister mean? Yeah. You say Hagemeister, and it's like, oh yeah, it's on the city deck and it's a cool place to grab a beer, like that sort of thing. But it has a deeper meaning. It has too. a huge yeah. meaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So to answer your question, uh, so since. I, I went to, with my grandfather when I was six or seven years old to the Bishop's Charity Game, which for those of you that don't know, mm-hmm. that is a preseason game that the Packers, uh, it's a charity game typically for Catholic charities. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I was a kid, so I was like six or seven. And, you know, when you're six or seven, you don't get to go to the games. So preseason is kind of like, yep. you're for, or family night now, right? Yeah. And um, I remember distinctly, it was the old stadium. It wasn't any of the renovations. You know, this is, I don't even want to age myself, but this is like in the 80s, right? 83, 84. And I distinctly remember pointing to my grandfather uh, at the Shadow Lane houses and being like, I want that. No way. 100%. When you were six years old, you said this was. Six or seven years old. That's so cool. And I literally, and I tell people the same story. And and what's really crazy is about 10 years ago, so every time I would come to Green Bay, I would drive on Shadow Lane, I would drive on Liberty, Mm -hmm. and I'd be like, oh man, this would be so cool to live here. Like, I love this. I love the surrealness of like, you're like driving on Liberty, Mm -hmm. and then like all of a sudden, like the stadium opens up, or you're driving on Ridge, and there's Mm -hmm. a ton of places, like there's actually like many, many streets where this kind of vibe happens to you, right? And so... I luckily got an opportunity almost through Cheesehead TV. I have a friend through Cheesehead TV that I met decade ago, over a decade ago, and he lives on that street. And um, I was friends with his family, and one thing led to another. And I actually thought we were played out of that whole thing because, you know, if you know that street, it's all what I call corporate housing. It is. It is you all know? corporate housing. Yeah, people, you know, they sometimes use it for like retreats when it's not the season, but yep. for the most part, it's people, it's companies who also have boxes yep. and Lambos in and, and Lambo and they'll host, they'll host like their preseason It's a write-off for game. a large yeah. company. Exactly. Or, or like I have a neighbor who they are on the board of all these nonprofits and they use that to for their nonprofits to be able to help them raise money. Oh, very right? cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like Boys and Girls Club. They're all right. really cool chair, Rawhide and different yep. charities, right? But what's interesting, so, so I thought it was played out and I had an opportunity in 2015 and I jumped at it. Like literally made, like literally went on the market on a Thursday. I made an offer on a Friday. The offer was set on a Sunday. Very few other people got to see the house. Yeah. So I was like, do Lock it, it down. let's go. It's done. And yeah, it was a dream come true. I mean, how many people can say that, you know, they made a dream come true since they were a little kid. You know? So you didn't just move yourself to Green Bay, though, this was a big life decision for you. I mean, right? You were living, can you, you were living in New York and you're running a company called LiveX. Yep. Um, tell us what LiveX is because I think it's like crazy interesting. And when I was first talking to Corey about what LiveX does, my, my, my brain nearly melted because I'm not that <laughs> smart of a person. Um, but so can you just kind of explain that and then kind of talk about, you know, how, what an impact on your life in Green Bay that kind of transition has made since you've done that. Yeah. So we spent, so we spent like about five years commuting, what I call reverse commuting. And actually in the Green Bay Press, because that article about LiveX, it's called the reverse commute. Oh yeah. And um, what that was, was I would just come to games and training camp, right? So we would come, but I would come for the week and I would work remotely for my company. And, and, and LiveX is a live streaming services company. So what does that mean? It means that we make shows uh, for broadcasters. We actually produce live streaming and multi-camera shows for 
tons of clients, corporate clients, broadcasters, sports broadcasters, uh, news companies, right? We used to work for Cheddar. We've worked for Vox Media. Um, those are just some of like some bigger brands that we work with. Um, and so I was reverse commuting. We have a, we have a, a, a live studio master control room and about 7,000 square feet in Hudson Yards in Manhattan. So, um, we were doing about 10% of our business was remote broadcast for the mm -hmm. two years leading up to the pandemic. So what happened was, is I was the streaming architect for the Democratic National Convention in Milwaukee. Oh, okay. And what does that mean? That means that I was, my, me and LiveX, I was directly responsible for every stream that from the director who's directing the show for the broadcast streams that he's watching from his house in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Because we, I was one of maybe like, a hundred people on site in Milwaukee. Right. And so everything was completely remote. So I left Milwaukee and I was like, look, I got our remote business is doing really well and we need more space. And for those of you that don't know, New York, where my, my space is $50 a square foot. Uh, to put that in perspective, like the most expensive place in Green Bay is $14 a square mm -hmm. foot, right? So what I wanted was, is I wanted a space where I went down the hallway of my New York office and I opened a door and I was in a remote master control room. And the vibe is that remote master control room can be anywhere in the world. All I need is really good internet, like better than like Spectrum, better than like, right, like whatever, blazing right? fast, like yeah. dedicated, you know, whatever. And because I had been in Milwaukee, I knew that there was a line from Green Bay to Milwaukee and Chicago that broadcasters have and could use. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, well, I think I can find the internet. And then the the question, the, the other two things I need are space and then I need labor, right? And the kind of labor we do is pretty much you're in LA or New York, right? Right. But the crazy thing about live streaming nowadays is there are so many gamers, there are so many people that are doing it. You know, you're doing a podcast right now. It wouldn't take much to turn this podcast into a live stream, right? right. There's plenty of people. You need that, a couple cameras yep. and we're out there. Yeah, and then and, and you're doing stuff on your laptop and there's yeah. plenty of people that have done that. So think about that elevated to like, oh, this is a show that has, you know, a million sponsors or whatever, like, like dollars attached to it, right? right? And then we'll produce it. So... I said, well, wait a second. I what if we what if I do Green Bay? And I started to look at real estate now, and I started to be like, oh well, the real estate's good, and I can get a dedicated internet line. All right. And so I was like, let's try it for a year. So I was like, I don't know about the labor, right? Right. That's the so, one question. Mark. Yeah, that I was mean, like those, those types of positions, like you were saying, those type of people are in those 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 uh those areas yeah, like they're more new york metro, LA, yeah, yeah. where because i mean there's a higher concentration of those types of jobs 100 percent. so yeah. people go there if you do right. that that's where you go right? right so remote broadcast coordinator was one of the first positions we hired and actually i still have all of the two people i hired i still one still works for us today now two two and a half years we've been here in green bay almost two and a half years and so my idea was look if this works for a year then we'll do a bigger 10-year deal. So what was awesome was, is I immediately saw it working. And I was like, oh, cool. We had two remote master control rooms. We were able to do our capacity. I was able to get some labor. And so um, I looked at Titletown Office, yep. um, which is the big office in Titletown. Yeah, the US Venture. It's now US Ventures. Yeah. And honestly, uh, the, the, we did a whole architecture fit. Like the, the Packers board had to approve all the stuff. And like the, it, was, it was a viable candidate. Because this now we're talking like, Dream come true, your yep. house and your office both oversee Lambeau Field. <laughs> 100%. 100%. And, and it was a dream to potentially have right. one of our studios have a backdrop of Lambeau, right? Oh, right, right, right. So we were in the rail yard, which the rail yard, for those of you who don't know, is in Titletown. 
the the other Titletown where Titletown yeah. Brewing is, which the Titletown Brewing originally had the trademark for the word Titletown. Now there's a huge, huge gray dispute that I'm not even going to get into, <laughs> but there is a dispute over that trademark, and no one has the trademark right now for right. the word Titletown, which is kind of good, I think, in my opinion. And then we also looked at the Foxconn building, which is the uh, water... Water, not Watertown, Water, Water something. Uh, is oh, the name down, of it. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. downtown, right? And yeah. it's a beautiful building. What's cool about that building is the sixth floor looks at, you can see Lambo, the harbor, the rail yard. Literally, it's really? the only building in Green Bay that you can see everything. I didn't realize that, that that building it's had that vast incredible. of a view. It's I'm going to have to go check that out. It's now. incredible. Yeah. So, and there's only two tenants in the building. So, Long story short, we we basically just did a ten year deal, uh, thir- thirteen thousand square feet in the rail yard. We have a studio with a re- with a broadcast, so a full working broadcast studio kitchen. We have a fourteen foot by fourteen. So you're doing like live cooking shows? We can, yep. That's so cool. Yep. And the kitchen is incredible. Yeah. It's it's modeled after the Smith in Chicago. Okay. So it has this very like modern, like very like high end restaurant vibe. Uh, and then we have a 14 by 14 foot virtual green screen and we have four remote master control rooms and a full master control room. So, you know, we are, I would say the premier remote broadcast facility in the Midwest. That is, that's incredible. And you said, you've mentioned it a couple times, the rail yard. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pivot a, a little bit here because in our, in our conversation before this, you've really embraced downtown green bay and oh, the yeah. broadway district so what's it like been uh what what has it like been uh having the office like right close to all of the amenities that downtown green bay provides well i think it's incredible i i you know i'm, I'm hoping that we get something where the cannery was that's going to open up a lot of things yeah. for us yeah because uh, that's in our building and um, working with the landlord to really try to get something in that space that's as cool as the cannery was but voyagers is in our building right my staff goes every to time I walk in that building. I like, smell sourdough. <laughs> it, I could have, I, Corey, I could have eaten a pot roast 15 minutes before I walk in that building. I will be hungry. Oh, yeah. When yeah, I smell yeah. that, it's great. <laughs> well, between that and then smelling the hops from the right? downtown brewery, <laughs> yeah. I love that. I love everything about it. I mean, downtown Green Bay is incredible, both east and west side. I know I joke about the west side is the right. best side. I am a little bit more inclined towards the Broadway district. I mean, Amphora is a great place. Gather on Broadway is an incredible place. Um, there's so many incredible places. 335 is, uh, if, if you know, if you don't know about 335, then you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, downtown Broadway, it's just so great. Everything's so walkable. Mm-hmm. There, There's easy parking and you have the harbor right there. I mean... If you see the view, so so I, I put my desk, of course, like I'm in the bullpen with everybody. I'm the kind of CEO that like I don't believe in having your own office and all that kind of stuff. But of course, I put my desk literally looks at the Northwest Depot. So the Northwest Depot, for those of you who don't know, is like the second, I believe it's the second oldest structure in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, it, it is the rail depot. And it's originally where Titletown was. Now the depot restaurant is there. Yes. But what's crazy is a train comes through there nine or ten times a day and so it becomes this train set mm-hmm. and it's kind of cool it like if you're I in, a, if you're in a, it that way that totally is what it once is though you're there, so you'll cool. see it. and I, so i feel like i'm in like my grandfather's train set right in, in his ba- you know in the garage um but you know if you're in a car it's not so great if you're waiting for the train 
However, uh, it's usually a short wait. It's not yeah, that it's, bad. It's really like crazy. I mean, you think about Green Bay traffic compared to like New York, LA, Chicago, waiting for that train. Like no, whatever, I get nothing. to listen to like ten extra minutes of my podcast. Well, and that's the funny thing. The, the funny thing about Green Bay is right now there is no traffic. Honestly, <laughs> if you really want to avoid traffic, it's the funny thing in Wisconsin. Don't drive like on a weekday from like three forty-five to like four thirty. But you're good after four thirty. Yeah. Everywhere else, it's like five o'clock. And in, in Wisconsin, yeah. it's like if it's summer, especially. Oh yeah, people no. are leaving at like two thirty or three o'clock. They're like, mm, no, bye. Yeah, I'm going. For sure. I'm going yeah. fishing. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, totally. I'm I'm looking at the clock right now, Corey. We gotta wrap it <laughs> no, up. I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, and and you know, you asked like 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 part of the thing about moving here is. Um, and a part of why we chose somewhere like instead of Los Angeles or Chicago or Milwaukee is because we Green Bay is this this doorway to both Door County and Marinette and all places in between. Yeah. And so it's a dichotomy thing, right? There's a contrast between if you work in New York as a live producer, maybe you want to have kids. Maybe you want to uh, go fishing. Maybe you want to have a more, quote unquote, suburban lifestyle. Mm-hmm. But your job, you still want to be a high level broadcaster, engineer, production specialist, whatever it is you do, right? And there's this thing that I kind of, I didn't coin, but I, I talk about a lot called lifestyle savings. And I do feel like I spent 20 years of my life in New York and I love New York and I love Manhattan. But so many people, what they do is they move to Jersey or they move to Long Island mm-hmm. or they move to, and those places are all expensive, by the mm-hmm. way. And I don't think this, I mean, between everybody on this podcast listening, I don't think Green Bay is going to be the value that it is in 10 years. No, we were talking about that a little bit. Yeah. Like it's definitely. Because we're, somebody's going to figure it out. Like yeah. we all talk about this. I mean, you, you look at, you have, you have Winnebago, you have the Harbor, you have you have just this gorgeous uh, land around you and weather. I mean, right now I walked over here and we're in the middle of August and I was just like, oh man, summer in Wisconsin, it's the best. Yeah. Oh, it's there's nothing better there's than n- summer in, in Wisconsin. In the few months where it's a little bit colder, it, it makes up for well, it. Well, you know what I want to do? I think you'd actually be on board with this. So Yeah, I'm totally down. So here's what I want to do is I want to have a special badge for people that stay in Green Bay from February 1st to March 30th. Oh, I like this. Because I like so this. many people, you know what I'm talking yeah. about. Like, like so many people will leave and I'm like, you know what? That's actually a really good time. Like yeah. it's, you know, it's cold as F, but it's fun. There's stuff to do outside. There's something to do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you can you can make it fun. I'll double down on that. When we get the new visitor center open, we will do badges for people who visit there you go. during that time. Not only for just staying, but people who are coming in. We'll duplicate the idea. We can kind of collaborate on go. it, and we'll figure it out and and get them some sort of, you know, put it on social media. Maybe, like, you know, they can come on the podcast. They can talk about what they did, that sort of thing. We'll find some sort of, like, reward or something for them to do. I love this. I love these brainstorming sessions. Um, so we talked a little bit about, you know, the where we see Green Bay going. And I know... One thing that was really interesting to me that I, I've noticed too, because I mean, I follow you on Twitter and, and, you know, we've interacted before, but you'd mentioned you're opening up a new section of your website or, or maybe it's been open, but you get, you get asked what to do in Green Bay almost probably 
the same level as we do all the time yeah aaron and i we had this running joke like it happened like 10 years ago where every game what we both get asked i get maybe like two or three people what do i need what do i do in green bay right and so yeah we made a blog post we had a site on on our on she said tv where it's like things to do in green bay just so we had a link we could just send somebody right away so right. you don't have to like copy and paste like what you pasted before because it's it's similar information right, right. i mean it's kind of like the the starters guide because then once you get totally. here and you realize there is you know so much more to do then you'll start to explore and you'll see these other things when you're going out and exploring like yep. hey you know Corey sent me here but I, what's this place next door and then now you're planning for your next trip so that's that i think that's what are some i i i've read it i went on it i saw it but i wanted to come from the horse's mouth what are some of the things that are on that list well here's the thing as a as an as a person who lives here full-time so i've lived here full-time now for two years some of the things on the list i don't do myself so they're not my favorites but there's things that you have to do just to say you did them yeah does that make sense oh 1000 percent. so you know for me i have things that are way more obscure now like if you come to Green Bay and you don't at least go to C Street one time at night, I think you're crazy. Mm -hmm. Now, most people would be like, C Street, why would I do that? I just think it's a great place. I love the vibe. I love the atmosphere. It's downtown. Nobody knows about it. You, yeah. Most people go to Republic Chop House, but then right. they don't I go right Street. around the corner yeah. of C Street, right? Yeah. So uh, some of the things on there, I mean, Kroll's West Butterburger, come on. I mean, like... Gotta do it. Gotta do it. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's on there. Um, you know, we always talk about the Heritage Trail. We always talk about, you know, going to see the things that, you know, the Packers... The funny thing about the Packers is they are inherently Green Bay. You know, it's funny because there are people in this town. They try to, like, distance themselves from the Packers. Yeah, it happens. Which is normal. You know, you live here and you're like, I, I just don't want to hear about the Packers anymore. Yeah, it's like doesn't happen to me. around you every day. Right? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. happen to me. But, like, the Packers are so inherently Green Bay. Like, you, they, they came from here. And so when you start to see some of the places... Um, What's another place? I mean, the rail yard, we talked about yep. it a little bit. Uh, we always have Titletown Brewing on there. Titletown Tap House, Tap Room, which the downstairs one has arcade stuff now, which is really fun. Mm -hmm. But the Titletown Rooftop, which is right above our office, I mean, it has a beautiful view of the harbor. Don't let me forget to show you some of the pictures after we're done. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, because we just got done. We wrapped a photo shoot last week up there. We had a... It's super cool. Uh, Chris Manglis of 335, he did this incredible concert where he used the Titletown Rooftop. Oh. And the, the where they put the bands on... Friday night, they're by the merch, and the band gets to look out over the harbor oh. as the sun's going down. And I just like in my head, I just was like, "This has got to be one of the most incredible views that a, a band playing on a Friday right. night could see anywhere in the world." Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. It, it, that is very cool. I'm gonna have to go check out. Are they still doing those concerts? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I think they, I think Titletown, uh, I think they do them typically on Fridays. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'll have to go check that out. I haven't been down there for that yet. I've heard about them. Uh, but you know, I have kids, so yeah, I gotta get my, out more. My, my, I know. The biggest thing that I like, honestly, that Green Bay has that I don't think a lot of people talk about. I mean, there is a Wednesday and a Saturday farmers market, but the Wednesday farmers market on Broadway yeah. is incredible. Like from all the different local beers that you can drink, but just the people. Like it's everybody from this region kind of comes to it now, and it's really fun. Like the last two weeks, especially, but like. That's one of those events that I didn't know about before I lived here, and I'm so happy that I know about because, you know, it's great. It's like it, it gives you this like there's something about I never understood like why companies in Wisconsin in the past. And I think this is a kind of a past thing, although there's some people that do this now. I think we talked about this where they have a business on the side of 43 or 41 in the <laughs> yeah. middle of nowhere, yeah. like between Kakana and, and Green Bay or whatever. Yeah. And, and, you know, you're just like, wow, you have 400 employees and they have nowhere to eat. Where are they going? They got to drive their car to Kakana, whatever. And like, 
on a Wednesday night, I get off of work, and my girlfriend and I and some colleagues, we go to the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. And then what do we do? We might go to gather and have a drink and see some band there. Right. And then we go over to Copper State. And I'm talking, when I say go over, we're walking steps. this entire time. We're yeah. taking steps. We're in beautiful weather. We're drinking awesome beer. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it's just like, that's life. And like, the food that's, is off the chain. Yeah, the food. Like, like I, had, <laughs> I had this barbecue from Algoma the other day yeah. off a food truck. <laughs> yeah. And like... It's it's just incredible, and I know it's like it's one of those things that like you just don't where you, if you if you if you've been a lot of places it's it's not easy to take for granted because like if it doesn't feel New York it just feels community right mm-hmm. and like there's something about like that's what's so great about downtown Green Bay and I I hope that it gets even better and better is it's a walkable community yeah that's real yeah that exists right now and if you just want to participate in it there's times where you can participate in that experience and that experience can be a really nice experience right and i i i think you know one of the other things that we kind of talk about is everything is so like it's it's so welcoming and open and you you walk down the the farmer's market and it's hey how's it going and it's old friends and you know you never feel like you're left out of the community of green bay once you're here nobody knows if you're a visitor or if you're a resident or or really cares it's just you know we're having a good time on broadway and i think that translates not only to the farmers markets but to kind of the way of life around here and and you know how we kind of interact and i'm on board with you i would love to see that downtown area grow and more businesses come in and and be able to explore that because that's just going to breed more and more of these uh these local shops and and local artisans displaying their talents we have so many talented people here there's a lot there's a lot i mean I uh, I I recently met Kent Hutchinson, and he has like a whole cultural thing that he does at the Widener Center. They yeah. had like a rehearsal last night about it. Um, there are incredible uh, 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 Stephen, who's a social media director at uh, Gather. He has like a group of artists that he hangs out with. Like there are, there there's a lot there's a lot more culture here, and it's hard for people to know that. There's something that the reason I think it's hard for people to know that, and something else that's incredible about here is that there is a very large concentration of people that didn't have to go to college in order to make six figures. Oh, yeah. And they work at Green Bay Packaging. Or right. they work at, now Georgia Pacific is leaving, but some of the bigger, you know, there are there are manufacturing jobs here that didn't get gutted. Yeah. That allows for opportunities for people that maybe they don't want to go to college. That, But what that has created is we've always kind of maintained this middle class uh, experience for a larger group mm-hmm. of people. And I do think that plays into why the community is the way it is. Yeah, for sure. And it's interesting. We um, we've actually been talking a lot to the the international market lately. Um, specifically, went to a, sh- a show down in Orlando called IPW, where they bring in journalists and and travel trade people from around the country. And then, obviously, as you know, uh, with the London game coming up, there's increased interest in in Green Bay and and what it offers. And you. I would like to, to kind of get your reaction to this as coming from New York. What a lot of international travelers are are saying from what we're hearing from industry partners and things like that is we're coming out of the pandemic, right? Before the pandemic, when we traveled to the States, we've done the New York. We've yep. done the LA. We've done the Chicago. We want to see what what the real Midwest is or the real America is. And that's the story that we can tell here in Green Bay. Yep. And how like how would you describe that quote unquote realness here as compared to what you maybe saw in New York or larger cities that you've lived in? Well, I think it's the proximity to the natural resources that are somewhat um, undeveloped in a way that other places are more developed. 
And what I mean by that is, you know, unfortunately, you're going to see a coal pile in the harbor, right? But at the same time, that has this whole industrial back end of like history of the Great Lakes that's incredible, right? So I think for me anyway, you know, when I come here, what I see always is the potential of the place. And that's a beautiful thing in the sense of like, it's almost untouched a lot of places, even though like when you think about Green Bay, it's one of the oldest settlements. It's one of the oldest European settlements in the U.S. Yeah, it's the oldest um, in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, Fort Howard, I believe, is is the second oldest to Jamestown. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I always tell people like since uh, Lewis and Clark kind of yeah. <laughs> did the thing, there's always been like a white dude that's been here yeah. like selling furs, you yeah. know what I mean, or trading furs. And, um, you know, I, I jokingly, and you'll, you'll actually probably get a laugh at this and probably two people on this podcast are going to laugh, but I've actually told aldermen that like Shadow Lane is the south end of Fort Howard. <laughs> and they look at me, like I told a state senator that at, at like the startup Wisconsin thing, and he looked at me like I was the craziest That's person he'd funny. ever met. That's I was like, funny. well, yeah, technically, like it's the south end of Fort Howard, bro. Yes. Like this is like the oldest. No, um, but I think it's that. I think it's all of that. I think it's... Um, um, I think uh, if I was a European, like the the Catholic influence, uh, the architecture, mm-hmm. you know, when you when you look over the bridge, uh, either on the Mason Street Bridge or the Walnut uh, Bart Star Memorial Bridge, uh, the beauty of the cathedrals and all the different churches and the the historicalness, but also there's a freshness that's in different places. Um, there's something about Green Bay that feels uniquely kind of european you know it does have like yeah i've never heard it described like you're but it is it is it is totally it is is. if you because like you know you you go to like you know racine is known for pringle and cheese curds and and beer and all these things that wisconsin is known for are uniquely european things right yeah and like we've perfected i would i would argue as an american from wisconsin that we've perfected a lot of those oh yeah no doubt like for sure we're not yeah i mean and so I do think like for Europeans that and international people, that's the fun. Like I kind of compare it to there's the there's this um, city called Stratford that houses the in Canada and they have the um, the Stratford Festival, which is the largest Shakespeare festival in the world. I Green Bay has that vibe of like this really cute town that that has so many surprising things like most people don't know about Bay Beach, like people from here. They're like, oh, Bay Beach. You go on North Shore Drive and and you actually like go uh, and look to the left on the on the shore, and it's incredible how small that like all the houses like they're from the forties, yeah. And then you have the wildlife sanctuary, and like that's what I mean. Like there's all these kind of like the fact that you can go to Bay Beach and I still have tickets. I, I spent forty dollars on tickets, right? Do you find some? Yeah, I, I still have a drawer full of them because, and we went on a, I took my niece and we went on like all these things. And I remember going like as a kid with my cousins and it was 10 cents. Yep. Oh, and now, when they raised it to 25 cents. I'm sure all the old heads were like, oh my God, what are you doing? And it's just, it's really cool. Like, yeah. like I don't, I, I'm sure that happens in other communities, but it is really cool that like the town basically owns that. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. And you don't pay an admission fee. You don't pay for parking. You bring your own food. They actually have pretty good food there. I like, like their food. I'm, their I'm, food is I, legit I, yeah. for for like. I mean, it's better than like the state fair or some stuff like that. Not not like you know. No, some of the things, I, you're but. not going to go there and like. You're not going to be like, oh, we're going to go to Bay Beach for dinner. No. But when you're there, like for me, speaking with like with kids, I can go and grab like a legitimately good slice of pizza yep. and like a legitimately good burger for myself or whatever. Like it's totally. And you didn't spend like no, $30. Like, they're you like, know? I think a slice of pizza is like 
three fifty yeah. a burger's like four. Yeah, I got like a I got like a popsicle and I was like and I was expecting to pay seven dollars, right? And it was like a dollar fifty. Yeah, exactly. But like that's an, it's not just that incredible value, but like but yeah, the experience yeah. of that I is always, nostalgic. I always you know? say like Bay Beach is like going back in time. Yep. Without the it's it's I feel like currently what we're seeing a lot of is the monetization of nostalgia. Yep. Where they're trying to recreate that experience, but it's clearly for kind of capitalistic purposes, and yep. they're trying to modernize the nostalgia a little bit. You don't get that at Bay Beach. Nope. It's the full-on, this is what it was like when I was a kid, and now like watching that through my kid's eyes, and like you were saying, you're bringing your niece there, yep. Like it's like being a kid again. Well, and the wildlife sanctuary. And the same with wildlife sanctuary, well, and, yeah. and not even, the thing that's cool is, is that they've 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 done a good job of it's still new. Yeah. Like we were on the Ferris wheel. The Ferris wheel nothing feels rickety and old at no. Bay Beach, right? So it's not like they totally modernized it, but they still keep it really nice. The wildlife sanctuary, I think, is it's just an untouched gem where it's like you go there and it's incredible. It's incredible the work that they're doing, and it's mm-hmm. incredible that that space exists between the freeway and North Shore Parkway, right? Have it's you been out like, there since they opened the new event venue? I was just there, yeah. I was literally it's just beautiful. there. It's beautiful. I hadn't been there in years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. really cool. I would also recommend getting out there in the winter and the fat tire biking on the trails is so much fun. Nice. Yeah. I bet very few people go there in the winter, huh? Uh, I don't know. I've only, I mean, when I go out there in the winter, there's, it's pretty, it's pretty wide open. It's, uh, you see a few, you know, because you share the trails, like there's cross country skiers, there's fat tire bikers and there's snowshoers. But I mean, that's cool. It's you'll, you'll run into people, but you never, it never has felt like crowded on the trails in the winter to me at least. Well, and that's funny. You talk about the bikes because my, my girlfriend and I, that's the next, that's our next path. And like, if you look at, like I went to this, um, young professionals event, uh, for the chamber that chamber has sometimes. And uh, it was fun. It was at like Pizza Ranch on the east side. <laughs> it was hilarious. And uh, if you ever been to a Pizza Ranch, you'll know exactly yeah. why I'm laughing. But we were in like the small little room. But it was so fun. We played this game, and the game was like it was like Jeopardy or something. Not right. Jeopardy. It was like Family Feud or something. But the whole thing was places in Green Bay. But what was really crazy. It was like you had to name like nine parks in Green Bay. <laughs> you had to name not. There are like 15 bike trails yes. or something in Green Bay. Like yeah. it's incredible. It's, it is. And you don't even realize it. Like, no. I've seen one. There's one when I go on Oneida and I keep going, you see the entrance to it. But, like, I was looking at Where a map and I was like, it's incredible how many bike trails there are. And, like, yeah. that's the, to me, that's the fun about Green Bay. It's not just the heritage trail where you can, where you can trace the Packers. For instance, you know, the rail yard where, where Livex is, for 150 years, that was a cannery, veg all cannery. Mm-hmm. And we have these pictures that we license from the Neville Museum, which is another incredible institution here in Green Bay. And they are women, typically women, canning cherries mm-hmm. and canning uh, seven layer. There's this one thing that's like <laughs> seven, seven layer, layer salad. salad in a can. And you're like, <laughs> oh my God. I, yeah, you're like, oh, I don't want to eat that. Um, and so, but but the, the history here, yeah. the history of Broadway and Dowsman, like, how many places do you really know where they really do have two to three hundred years of history? There's not many places in the country that that have that. Like you said, no. it's one of the older European settlements. And then even going back before that, you jump over to the United Nation side of town. Yep. And, and the indigenous culture here is incredible as well. If 100%. you're if you're a history buff, you can go back to 
thousands of years when you talk to you know the Oneida people and into the Menominee tribe who were here before them. Yep. And it's 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 just a, a wealth of history. I love that you mentioned the Neville because I I agree that is um, definitely a hidden gem. Um, they had this really okay. So they had this thing that I want to do for Halloween. Okay. I don't know if you know about this, but um, but Kasha was telling me about that. She's the executive director of the Neville. Yeah. She, she gave. I had this whole tour of the Neville that was just incredible. Like going up in, in the archives. They have a they have a cold storage unit that houses 16 millimeter film that they own. No way. And if they don't, if it's not in cold storage, it will like you know burst into flames. Right. <laughs> so that's really cool. But no, they have this thing during Halloween. I don't know if you know about this, but. They basically, they open up the museum, but they open up the upstairs archive and they take out all their weird stuff they have. And they got like weird stuff. They've got like bodies and they have like different, <laughs> they have like different like circus things, like from old, from old like circuses, like heads and stuff wow. and shrunken heads. And so they do this whole like Halloween thing. It's not supposed to be scary. It's more like historical, historical but it's yeah. like, but they, they, it's so cool. Like I want to go so badly yeah. this October. I'm definitely going. Oh yeah, for sure. I well, would... and they had, they had the, the one of the greatest things i've ever seen in a museum they had this uh the it was basically the african-american experience in green bay for the packers uh yeah i remember that I, it's an it was an incredible exhibit mm-hmm. incredible like the 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 role that african-americans have played as part of this town oh yeah not just as packer players but specifically as packer players is incredible and indelible it's, oh yeah it's amazing and it was you know a lot of it was empowered by great leadership as yep. well yep which is and Lombardi, but even before but even before, before that him, yep. yep he um so they did you see the the women's history exhibit? No, I didn't. Oh, it was really cool. We brought um so my daughter is 9 and she's really into this um series of books and I love that she's into it. It's called Rebel Girls. Okay. So it's all like one page and she's 9 so you know she's getting up there in reading level, yep. but they're one to two page short stories about influential women in American history um told in a way that a 9-year-old can connect with so um and there's really great illustrations next to the story of like not them just like kind of portraits of them and so she was walking around and like recognized some of these women from her book and thought it was so cool so they do a great great job over at the at the neville putting together not only the natural history uh that we see there all the time from prehistoric times to uh to native american uh to european settlement and on um but also these these more traveling events that you see that are are really really cool so well and, um, and and speaking of like you know the the geography what makes wisconsin so special that people really don't understand is if you go to the southern tip of lake winnebago that's the beginning of the niagara escarpment yep. right i was just going to mention that and, yeah and and that is why when you think about like out of Gamey county the top of winnebago the harbor and all of the great lakes were carved by the niagara escarpment mm-hmm. and to me that's the number one thing that makes green bay amazing because we are in the middle of this, the beginning of that journey, you know, that happened millions of years ago. Yeah. And, you know, the the natural resources that are available to us, you know, and we've screwed up over the years, you know, the fact that there's salmon in Lake Michigan and <laughs> invasive species and things like yeah. that. But, you know, it is a testament to the community here of what people care about. You know, like I was like, I want to join a gardening association because I want to mm-hmm. do like, I want to do a butterfly thing with milkweed in downtown Green Bay. And I'm trying to get, but like, 
the amount of people that I can enlist to do that is huge. You know what we should get it's you incredible. In, we should get you involved in this. We'll we'll chat after we're done recording here. Uh, but Green Bay is the largest uh, estuary, freshwater estuary in the world. I can believe that. Um, where the where the bay meets the the Fox River yep. and um, all of the tributaries that that come off of that and um we're doing some really great work in into actually national nationally recognizing that i'd love to we'll we'll talk cool. after I'd, awesome. I'd love to give you the details because the plans and what we're looking at at doing with the what we're calling the NUR, that's the national estuary research there's another r <laughs> 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 but i think you'd be really interested in it it's very very cool I how love we're kind of stuff. how we're gonna take what is naturally there but improve upon it and and save it for the next however many generations i mean, I, I love all that stuff i mean here's a small example we imported twelve thousand cream city bricks from two rivers uh two rivers was uh uh Two Rivers, Wisconsin. What am I trying to say? Manitowoc. Yeah, Manitowoc. Two Rivers. Yeah, yeah. Two Rivers. Uh, so Hamilton Manufacturing uh, Warehouse. Hamilton, Manuf- Hamilton Manufacturing, for those of you who don't know, they built these typesets for the New York Times and other newspapers. Mm-hmm. They had 90% of the market share for these little wooden oh, typesets. Really? Yeah, I didn't incredible. realize it was yeah, that big. They were that big. They were the only ones. Like every newspaper in the world bought from them, right? So they they took down these things. So for those of you who don't know, Cream City Brick was Menominee River, you know, mm-hmm. has the special clay. And from like 1860 to 1860, they made these bricks but here's what people don't know they know about Milwaukee being right. called Cream, Cream City because but they got the bricks from but did you know that the bricks all of them were made in Green Bay Wisconsin <laughs> either at Hawkers Guignon yep. or Duck Creek I know I knew that now, I don't here's know how what's many crazy yeah did, very yeah. few people know that so what we did is in our studio we imported 12,000 Cream City brick uh Cream City bricks uh, from what's crazy is the rail yard has cream city brick already. Oh yeah. But our columns, we have a feature wall for our staff kitchen. Uh, and what's really cool. I have all these Easter egg bricks. So like duck Creek, they're like these really rare bri- bricks that have a duck in them. Oh. And then there's some bricks that have two ducks. So, you know, they're from, and then I have some that say Guignon and I have some that say, that's uh, so cool. Hawkers. Yeah. And like Hawkers, I think is the only one that's still around. Yeah. Hawkers is still, still, still on Ashland. Yep. Yeah. Over on but, Ashland. Um, exactly. But like, you know, I know brick making is like probably the not the reason you came to listen to this podcast. <laughs> but like to me, and and it's why I brought up the manufacturing here. To me, you know, people don't realize uh, uh, the New North did this video, and it was like it was like seven uh, major companies you didn't know were in the New North territory. Mm-hmm. And the New North territory is similar to to what Discover Green Bay is looking at, but yeah. You, it was like the largest plumbing manufacturer in the world. Yeah, the large and like everybody's like that's boring. Yeah, that's boring, but it makes lots of money kidding? and it's, it's great. Not, yeah, and it's, it's, a, it's a great it's, opportunity. It's, for it's people. jobs. It's economy. Yeah. And even in our line, in in my line of work, I should say, it's even travel into. I mean, business travel is huge. Those companies have people come in. Yep. They have. It's. I mean, it's not. It's. It is incredible. Every time I watch those New North videos, I'm like, how. How did I not? How did I not? I didn't. How know, did I not know? There this? were four companies I had no idea yeah. that were in this area, and that's that's why I kind of brought it up. And it's like that's kind of the cool thing. It's like I've lived here for two years, and I go out every night because I'm I'm not from here, and I have to socialize with people. And what's awesome is is that because of the history, even if you're not into history, there's just so many things that you can unearth. Mm-hmm. Right. There's so many I, I like to say, like, I go on little side quests, but there's so many like ways you can side quest in Green Bay that are really fun. Yeah. We should do another episode and 
build out some side quests for there people. I like it. Well, we're going to uh, wrap up here, Corey. Um, we're, we're running up against time here. Um, but I wanted to say thank you so much for coming on. And I feel like we hit so much, but we have so much to talk about. So would you be gracious enough to come on again at some point, like, you know, here and there? Of course. That would be awesome. I really enjoyed our conversation. Um, Cheesehead TV, LiveX, I do want to give you the opportunity to, where can they find you? Where can they learn more? Yeah, so cheeseheadtv.com, we're the, we're the largest fan of Green Bay Packer fan website on the internet. So, you know, all the socials, all the things, we, we just started pushing TikToks, um, so those are happening, even though me and Aaron are a bunch of olds. <laughs> um, so, you know, that's happening. Tyler, our social guy, is doing an awesome job. And then yeah. LiveX.tv, you know, look, if, you've, if you're in the region or you're thinking about it, you know, definitely check us out. Uh, I think what we're going to do next year is we're going to have open tours during Farmer's Market oh. for the public. We, we're going to have our grand opening in September. Uh, so we've been in the space now for a while. We're waiting for some finished construction. But you can check out LiveX.tv. Um, and you can see a lot of the cool things we do. We have a blog there and we have portfolio that kind of shows you more of like, mm-hmm. what we do. Um, but, you know, we're really we're really all about being more in the community. Um, and so we do, you know, if you reach out to us, we're happy to, you know, give uh, private tours for people that are interested in, in possibly renting our studio. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I, I have really enjoyed learning more about about you, about LiveX, about your story, about the area and all of the insights. For only being here two years, you're a wealth of knowledge. So we really appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, we really appreciate it. And then on socials, just at Cheesehead TV on all of them. And then at LiveX on all of them? Yeah, uh, More I think we're at LiveX Production on social. Okay. And then uh, I'm on Twitter, at Corey Banky, um, you know, and whatever you do, don't go on Lombardi and yell my name because that's what people <laughs> tend to do. Uh, or if you're a FedEx driver and from Discover Green Bay. <laughs> no, well, those guys, it's fine. Those guys, no, it's fine. If you're a local, funny. like, yeah. it's it's like leave it to Beaver, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. All right, man, thank you so much. We appreciate you coming on the 920 Show, and I can't wait to talk again. Thanks, Nick. All right, see you later.